Hello, welcome in. Get out of the cold. Um, remember, shoes off at the front door. Get some snacks and come take a seat um, and join us here in the music shack with both Ray and Jack. Um, we're back after, well, it was meant to be a break, um, but there was a little pro- problem with the scheduling on YouTube. Um, so the episode came out on like a week after yeah. it was meant to on Saturday. So it's pretty much been like maybe seven days or so, like six days or so since you got the last episode. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, but it was out at the normal time on the podcast apps and we're very sorry. <laughs> we're very very sorry um but this is a really fun episode we haven't we we haven't talked for two weeks so we haven't talked about any of the news for two weeks but this friday something really exciting happened and olivia rodrigo released her second album which is like so fun it's we've been spoiled like we we definitely took the week <laughs> off at the good t- at a good time to come back but yeah. then there has been so much that's happened outside of like guts and stuff as well so it's just mm-hmm. there's so much but it's all good so exciting yeah so guts came out which means that we're gonna start the episode by going through the track so if you guys want to like hear what we think about all the tracks our favorites not our favorites really fun stuff some of the discourse about all the tracks that's been going on online we will have things to weigh in so that'll be fun and obviously we'll talk about other stuff later to the end of the podcast but i just wanted to say i tweeted out a few days ago after i listened to guts because i was had so much to say (laughs) after i listened to it and and i was like you guys aren't ready for when jack and ray talk about guts and and someone replied well robin replied (laughs) shout out to robin this is my super bowl (laughs) i'm like thank you Thank you. Our opinions are like very important. <laughs> honestly, do we need to do that? I was like, I honestly don't think I'm ready to talk about it. Like, it's, it's been like. Well, yeah. If you're not following our Twitter, it's just yeah. at Music Shack on Twitter or X or whatever. You know, just follow it because I tweet random shit a lot. And I don't go near it because Twitter scares me. <laughs> so I'll let so Ray, any good tweets you see they're all from Ray so so go follow it so you can check check it mm-hmm. wow thanks anyway <laughs> shall we get into talking about guts because it's gonna be probably a longer episode so we should get right into it yeah. okay so guts is the sophomore album by Olivia Rodrigo her first album was sour it broke so many records so this was like really highly anticipated both jack and i like loved sour so we are also like obsessed with guts and i think overall listening to the album for the first time when i listened to it some of the tracks i was like oh like a little bit like i think a lot of these tracks are growers like in terms of maybe on the first listen you're like i don't know if you i like this but then you listen to it over and over and you're like oh my gosh i'm obsessed with this song um (laughs) and i think i mean we talked about that when bad idea right came out that like maybe we didn't like it on the first listen and then like we listened to it a lot and we loved it so i think that i think a few standout tracks for me the grudge instantly was like my favorite and it still is my favorite um and then get him back was like also my favorite um and we'll talk more about it but i think i absolutely love this album personally i think it is better than sour to in my opinion and i i know a lot of people say otherwise like you know everyone has their opinions because they're both really good albums i think personally for me sour was an album that was like i listened to a lot when it first came out and then it's not something i go back to and listen to anymore really it's like 
it kind of had its time in my life and now I don't listen to it anymore. Whereas I feel like these tracks on Guts, like at least some of them, I'll probably go back and listen to years from now because I like love them that much. Like they, they have more timelessness a little bit, I think. You know, I think that you've like summed it up. Like, so we had All I Want um, from the High School Musical TV series blow up. And then we came in to um, obviously like driver's license and like deja vu, and it was like banger after banger. Um, Olivia blew up, um, practically like faster overnight. than overnight. Yeah, like it's yeah, <laughs> it was insane. And to then release to Sour, um, there's so many amazing songs on Sour. There still is. Like when you go back to Sour, it's like there's no skips. I think that's quite like discernible for like everybody to say that. But mm-hmm. I think you're also right where you say like it's not something that you always have in rotation whereas you'll go back to it and be like oh, this is such a good album but you just like yeah it's, like unless you've got something in your playlist like it's just not something that you sometimes always go back to to really re-listen to and it is a shorter album as well which i think is sometimes a reason for it like if you're putting on an album you usually put on one that'll like get you through all whatever you're doing to then like like that'll yeah pick up your time whereas like i feel like if you put on a 34 minute album you're like having to go back and change it so sometimes i think you just pick albums over it but you have like obviously happier hope you're okay like our personal favorites of sour so there is so many bangers like deja vu driver's license and everything um so this was like a heavily anticipated album for so many people and it is like it's a sophomore album so it's you're always going to have the success from the from the initial album and it's like there's always Mm -hmm. the eyes on the artist like can they top it are they going to be like a one hit like wonder or like one kind of like yeah. do really well for one album and then kind of um like fall off fall after off. that um yeah but i think from what i've seen apart from like there's always going to be that discussion between different fandoms that the majority of people are obsessed with the album just as much as as we are and it i'm just reading the like the synopsis of it here an album mainly focuses on the events in rodrigo's life as she navigated being 19 years old and the challenges that came with it a year filled with lots of confusion and mistakes and awkwardness and good old fashion good old-fashioned teen angst her experiences yeah. came together to form guts so obviously there was so much that happened from the release of mm-hmm. sour to guts there's pretty much like every track on here explains a feeling and we're going to go through them um but yeah i think i think that kind of sums it up like very well like the themes of guts in general i think that it doesn't like tell like a cohesive story per se but all of the there's a bunch of emotions portrayed in this album and there's a lot of links between songs which i will we will talk about more when we go through each track but i think um it does very well portray all of the emotions like somebody who is 19 feels and I want to say something because I know I keep talking about Lord, yeah. But Olivia, I don't not to say that like Olivia's gonna like disappear for five years and then release another album like Lord did <laughs> after Melodrama, but Lord and Olivia to me are very similar. They both like were children when they like. Like, obviously, Lord wasn't. But this album is, like, very melodrama-esque to me. It talks about, like, it's a coming-of-age album and talks about the feelings of, like, 
being a new adult a lot and it's also olivia's sophomore album and melodrama's lord sophomore album so i don't know it just feels very reminiscent of that um for me not like the sounds just the themes of the album honestly are very similar which is great because i love the themes in melodrama um so this is really good um and i i really related to melodrama growing up so i like think that kids now probably definitely like this album is something that they're gonna like use as they grow up is like something i think even for me as a teenage girl in my 20s i like a lot of these songs hit home but anyway i think we should get started on the track by track so track one is all american bitch the opening track of the album it's very interesting to me because the production on this track is like it gets started and i like i don't i had no idea what to expect Mm -hmm. right i just put on the album and it's like you know this like soft soft sound and then the chorus is like you know more rock Mm -hmm. and i was like at first i was like what is happening i don't know if i like this um and then i listened to this again and honestly all american bitch has become like one of my favorite songs on the album but on first listen i was like oh my god this is my least favorite (laughs) song on the album and i think just because it was the first song i listened to and i wasn't like into it yet it kind of like took me by surprise but now i really like it um i guess but i i absolutely love the meaning of this song i think just she talks about all of the things that society perceives her as like an all-american as like an all-american perfect girl that she needs to be as this like 19 year old pop star in front of everyone's eyes you know Mm -hmm. um and who she wants to be and or like who she's perceived to be but she's actually like you know just falling apart as every normal 19 year old is <laughs> i don't know jack what did you think about all american bitch yeah um i think i definitely had the same initial feelings um as you like you turn it on you just mm-hmm. don't know what to ex- expect I think, actually, waking up in the morning before listening to the album, I think this is this... So, obviously, they um, she'd done a couple of performances um, the morning of and, and, and everything. Um, and this I think this is one of the ones that was um, I seen first before I actually listened to the album. And it was the, the video of her, like, performing it. It got such oh, a, like, mixed yeah. reaction and it was getting so much hate just from like yeah, but... so many people she's like what kind of scream is that and i was like just let someone have fun like it was i, I, I mean know. it's not meant that that's like part of the song yeah. it's like it's like her talking about all of the expectations that society has and then she like she's like r- filled with rage that she has to like be this person and then she lets it all out in that scream and then it goes into the outro which I was totally singing right before this podcast. Jack heard me. And it's like, all the time. I'm grateful yeah. all the time. I'm sexy and I'm kind. I'm pretty when I cry. Yeah. Um, which is like the good girl. Like, I'm going to talk about like young stars feel like this all the time. And I like Taylor talks about this in Miss Americana, but it's yeah. like the good girl that 
the American public want to see a young American pop star be. Um, and so she's like letting out all the rage in the scream yeah. of like all the things that she's really feeling. And it's like, okay, now I can be that person that people want me to be when even that's not who she really is. <laughs> yeah, but people so it's like just don't understand it. And they're just, we're being so mean and there's no reason to just, uh, yeah. Um, like she's not trying to be all out like full on metal, but the song's going to be so, so fun um, when she performs it. But um, I, I think it's the kind of song that's like taken to a new level when the when you're in a like you're in an arena and like the entire crowd is singing those yeah. the, the the chorus and the bridge with you like it just takes it to a new level. Oh, it's gonna be and so I loud. I I hope this is my dream of this song and uh, if Olivia Rodrigo wants to lord you guys and like shush people, I will accept it because. I think that if when during the soft parts in the verses, if people just like shut up and be quiet and then mm -hmm. everyone starts screaming the chorus oh. and the bridge, yep. it would be so iconic. But like nobody's going to do that because people don't know how to be quiet. <laughs> that would be, can you, I can just like hear it and it would be so awesome. But yeah, yeah, people just won't let, let it happen. As you were saying, like, I feel like there is definitely um, like a lot more, um, pressure put on like young artists especially women who are like coming into the industry and and they're just held to this like unattainable like standard practically like they they can't they're told they can't do certain things or they can't step out of line um or like react in a certain way or like as taylor has said plenty of times where um like she was told that like a good girl like never like says what she's thinking or like speaks like like what she feels about certain things or anything like that we've definitely not to kind of always compare them but we've definitely always seen very similar yeah, things between um even not just like taylor and olivia but like in general like just all the younger women yeah. artists especially ones of like especially ones who have so much microscope on them like olivia because mm. she was is so successful and people always talk about her um, I, 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 Taylor fits into that as well because that's what she was when she was that age too. Yeah. Um, that's why we're talking about Taylor, not because like we want to compare them, just because like that. Yeah. That, at that time, they were. We're similar. not trying to. This is going to be a constant theme on this. We're <laughs> not trying to compare. We, I think, I'd speak for Ray here, and I, I think we're very like on like the the whole idea that like we don't care yeah. what the situation is, like we support them both um and that's literally we don't care about what the outcome is or anything i like don't that. think it's like important and yeah. i think people are just trying to make shit out of nothing and that is the last that we're going to talk about that because yeah. i don't think we need to like give it and i know jack you agree with me on this so just like give it more attention because it's like not like it's just stupid <laughs> Yeah, and she's pretty, if you want to go look up, she's said plenty of times, especially in recent interviews, that there's nothing. So that's yeah. what literally we're not going to say anymore because it's stupid. Stop entertaining it. Um, but mm -hmm. literally, so it's just like they're held to these standards and it is that screaming stuff where it is like she's, it's like got too much where she like has to scream to like kind of like reset herself and like let it out and then go back to being this like all like not speaking when she's not meant to like or not saying what she's not meant to say like girl and she yeah. just goes along with it and it's become like again probably i think it's it's definitely one of my favorites on on the album if not my favorite 
um, and it is just that that scream to like the the just the slow like melodic like end in it is so good um mm-hmm. yeah amazing yeah amazing anyway let's move on because we have so many tracks to talk about um so the next track is bad idea right and then the track after that is vampire so i'm kind of going to lump these into two but jack how do you think like because we have heard these before we have talked about both these songs on the podcast before yeah. sorry i have something in my eye um <laughs> and <laughs> jack what do you think like how do you think these two singles fit into the album as a whole and like did when you when you listen to these two songs did your opinions on them change listening to them in like the context of the album? So I don't think Vampires change very much. I think Vampire was a really good first single to release. Yeah. But it doesn't, when you're listening to it along with the rest of the album, it doesn't really um, like sync in with another song. Whereas I feel like with Bad Idea Right, you get very like, you get very oh, yeah. you get a lot of similarities through like say like ballad of a, uh, a homeschooled girl you get very similarities through like get him back and like and even like yeah. slightly through like all american bitch we don't get that as much from vampire but i think the whole like everything she's saying within vampire is definitely a theme throughout the album but it's just the sound of vampire doesn't really transfer to any other song as well as as bad idea right did but it was a nice set first single to kind of get us like into the rhythm of it and it's also like to release that to release bad idea right which was a completely different vibe but then it fits the album more as well so it's like was a second it, it kind of eased people into what this album would be which i think was what olivia needed to do yeah, um which is exactly no singles saying? or like from vampire to all american hey, all american all american bitch to like so jump from that to that it would be such a jump Whereas it wasn't as yeah. bad jumping from Bad Idea right to that. No, I completely agree. I think, like, as songs, like, my opinions haven't changed of these. But in terms of how they fit into the album, I completely agree with you, Jack. I think um, Vampire was almost, like, it was it was written. I I'm, assume it was written. And then the way it was produced, it was, like, almost produced with the intention in mind that, oh, this is going to be a single. We have to make it a single like radio kind of song almost which and it kind of comes across in the song but i also think that it it was good that it was the first single because it we think about like the public reaction to like the all-american bitch clip um (laughs) and like if that was her first single from this era like i don't know if people would like the entire it would kind of like put a mark on the entire album that like doesn't deserve it but i also think it's a testament to say that like bad idea right was actually more successful than vampire um like it just picked up more on like tiktok and stuff than vampire did um so it's like kind of to say that like the typical formula that you think works for a single doesn't always work anymore um especially which is yeah and and also like you can't really be like oh this song went viral on tiktok so this it's like kind of with the times like you know like the trends are changing all the time so you know this song was written probably like a six a year to six months ago and like finalized six 
like a year to six months ago so it's hard to know how tiktok trends are gonna change and whether that song's actually gonna like work to be successful but i think overall they were two good single selections and i i think both two really good songs um it's hard to say where they rank in the album right now just because i feel like the other songs have so much more recency bias um so i always find it hard to rank singles amongst albums like the week after i need to give it like a few weeks and then be like okay this is this is where this single actually fits because I think you tend to be like, oh, I hated this single. When no, you didn't hate it. You just like the other new songs better because they're new to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe next week, if we've got one, we could just do a quick list of like what yeah. we think are track by track, like in terms of list ranking would be, because then it is, gives us a wee bit more time. I'm just going to, I've just looked up the whole vamp, but when you said it was like something they've definitely put towards like being a lead single and it i'm gonna kind of go back to a lot of these throughout the whole like episode but like rolling stone she recently done a whole like big uh, big like interview yeah i them. saw that um well she said felt like a really good pro- uh, progression forward it didn't feel so different from everything that i've done on the last album but it still felt fresh and exciting to me um i wrote the song on piano super chill in december of 2022 so mm-hmm. i think from what you said about it being like the perfect transition from sewer to like get into this new era is like what she's kind of saying here it's like it wasn't too different but it was different enough where like people uh-huh. like it was would be able to like get into that new that new that yeah. new style um and to write it in december of 2022 is is really late i feel like that's i know it's been only been nine well, months into 2023 but... i i don't know i usually i would say usually albums are finalized six months before they're released ish mm-hmm. so it was probably i would say it must have been one of the last tracks written for the album right yeah. but or not it like no i don't know well like it's hard to say like i i'm assuming all artists have different timelines i um so we don't know i just i that's why i always say like six months to a year ago these yeah. songs were written because we don't know the exact timing but i by the way i did not read that interview so i didn't just like say that like it was my own thought and then it was in the interview <laughs> no, <laughs> it's okay that was taken from that was taken from rolling stone and apple music so there's it was just like a mix of two but that is yeah, yeah that's... no but that was good i'm glad that i was right because i like being right yeah wait till it like exposes that you just like read all these articles before you come on and just and just mm-hmm. regurgitate the information and then be like I, that's own. not what i did i did not read any of that i don't have time to read <laughs> that's true actually we're <laughs> extremely busy um anyway um the next track um after bad idea right and vampire uh is lacy which is a slower song um after like the three upbeat kind of tracks the first three um which i think like track four is like the right time to introduce a slower kind of song for sure this song caused a lot of drama online um and i have a lot to say about this song first of all when i listened to it first i it was one of my like instant favorites i just like it takes you to like another place like uh like it's very and angelic angelic that's the word it's like just like it almost is like a lullaby 
in some sense, like the way it's produced, but it's just like different than that in a little way. That's just like so beautiful to me. I don't know. What do you think about this song, Jack? Yeah, um, I think it's definitely had its good placement after Vampire because it does come into like a slower vibe. Um, yeah. God, we're gonna. I feel like we're gonna. Like, we've not spoke about the album at all practically, but I feel like we're gonna have such similar favorite songs. Um, Lacey was like, <laughs> I'm a very slow person. Slow person song. I'm a very slow yeah. song person. So like, I really like <laughs> slow songs. Um, but I think so. Um, first lesson I just skipped from. Um, I skipped Vampire and Bad Idea right just because we've heard them. Um, second lesson it gave a better idea of like how it transitioned into it. But from All American Bitch to this, it was like two amazing songs back to back. But it gives very jealousy, jealousy vibes. And I, I know she, before everything was kind of out about guts, like that was the vibe that we kind of knew was happening because of the um, whole like red theory um mm-hmm. so it is it's interesting to see where this whole like jealousy jealousy vibe has come into the album um there has yeah. been a lot of theories about this one as well um, but it is overall just kind of like you see her in the song comparing herself to other other women um feeling like inferior about herself and who she is but it's like done in a very like as you said like angelic and like really thought out way um and there has been a lot of theories about what it could be about, what the song could be about, um, and I think that's possibly is that the is that the stuff you're talking about? Because I've seen some. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I I kind of want to discuss that because I have like relatively strong opinions on it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think for me as a queer woman, this song is relatable in a different way um, than just jealousy because it like reflects the feeling that you get when for me it reflects the feeling that you get when you like especially when you're like coming to terms with your sexuality in a certain sense but also like that feeling that queer people talk about a lot like do i want her do i want to be her um yeah and and like it pretty much describes that feeling exactly um and I, we don't, I think that it's really important for some people online to stop being very reactionary because when artists write music, whether, whatever their intention was in the song, whatever feelings they were feeling and whoever they were feeling it about or whatever thing they were feeling it about is whatever they were feeling. And if you listen to a song and you relate to it in a way that may not be exactly what the artist was feeling at the time, that is okay. Because that song has been released to the world and the artist has given you the like ability to relate that to something in your life. I mean, there are so many songs I can think about that mean something to me and maybe that's not exactly what the artist meant um i know like a bunch of Maisie fans like we all talk about like coming of age being a song about coming out which is not how what Maisie's intention was when she wrote that song for sure but the fact that fans can relate to it or, or people can relate to it in that sense is good i mean really important and i think that people online who are like 
talking about how oh i love like how this is a queer song and i relate to it in that way shouldn't be attacked being like oh my god you're assuming something about her sexuality or whatever um because that's not what they're doing they're just getting to a relate to a song from a queer standpoint that not a lot of artists they they don't get to with a lot of artists and whether that's how olivia meant it or not we don't know and i think people online who are like assuming that this song has to be about jealousy and it has to be about jealousy mm-hmm. it can't be about falling for a woman yeah um are kind of coming from like a place of you know like ignorance in some sense because there's something that like we have always said that like straight shouldn't be the default and olivia has never like said anything about Mm -hmm. being straight she's never been like in an interview yeah i'm straight and if she had been in an interview yeah i'm straight like then that's fine to be like this song is not about being queer from olivia's standpoint but because she's never said anything like that about her sexuality one way or another it's crazy to just be like she's she's straight she has to be straight because she hasn't said otherwise and it's rude to think otherwise because like i just think that like it's it should like straight shouldn't be the default and that's just like the way that it is and so people shouldn't be like vilifying people online for interpreting a song in a certain way um and like i said for you it doesn't mean that you need to interpret a song in the way that she wrote it right like if she wrote if you're straight and she wrote this about um about a woman she fell in love with and you want to interpret it from a jealousy standpoint because that's what's relatable for you that's fine (laughs) like no one's gonna be mad about you for that and if you're if olivia wrote this about a jealousy thing and you're queer and you want to relate to it from you know, falling in love with a woman, that's fine. And nobody should be mad at you for that either. <laughs> and I just think, like, and I, I just think, like, Olivia put this on the album, and she wouldn't have put this on the album if she didn't want people to hear it. And it's very, very assuming. Like, it's, it, 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 it's, it's towing the line a lot. So she has to have known that it would cause this discussion so i don't think it's like gonna make her upset or whatever <laughs> yeah um well, i just want to say like when i said jealousy jealousy i didn't mean like the lyrics i just meant like the like the vibe of the song um yeah but she um has always said i'm gonna be the wee quotes person this today um but she <laughs> said that um well, the annotation for this is, uh, with the lines being ambiguous, um, it's worth noting that Olivia has said that she doesn't like to pigeonhole her songs into being about one specific topic. Um, and in September 2023, she said, um, I never want to say who any of my songs are about. I've never done that before in my career and probably won't. I think it's better not to pigeonhole a song to being about this one thing. Um, and an, and the an annotation follows to say that, this that said, Lacey most likely represents the physically ideal women olivia in her pinning 
romanticizes with the insecurity that attractive women invoke in her but i think that's coming from a very like i don't know who wrote this annotation but that again it's literally how people interpret these lyrics but yeah when it comes to obviously like i think there's a very fine line where people do take it too far where they it's possible that they this has happened before and i think it's it's happened with like actors and everything where someone has been pushed into not necessarily coming out but they've been like it's been made so much about one thing whereas it's like it's necessarily like Olivia's released this and obviously she knew um where she would know like with lyrics like this it's always gonna there's always gonna be like people like thinking and like um like looking into the lyrics and seeing what the song could possibly be about but i think it's very important that it's not taken yeah. too far to where it's like I the agree. artist is made uncomfortable by being like it's okay to be like to speculate there are... but it is like it, there's a there's a there's a uh boundary that like you need to watch that you don't cross where you say like go around being like olivia is gay like whatever but i live because i'm olivia one might, might not be but like it might be something that possibly could be true but she's not ready like there's so many things about it and i think that's the only thing that when things like this happen we need to be careful about but there's nothing wrong with people taking a a, a lyrics and a song in a certain way and and reacting to it and like um sort of like seeing their experience in the song like that is so okay like that's what music is like yeah exactly and i think Honest to God, I I agree. I I completely agree. I think that there are certain people online from both sides of this who take it way too far and that can really negatively affect the artist. Um, And so I think, I think that, I think that it's, you need to be careful about that. But I think that, you know, if somebody went up to Olivia and was like, you know, this song helps me like come to terms with like falling yeah. for a woman or whatever. And she's completely straight and wrote it from a straight perspective. I don't think she'd be offended. She'd be like, that's so nice. Like people can like, can relate to my music. You know, that's yeah. literally what she would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, like, oh my God, no, that's not what I intended it for. That's not what <laughs> I meant. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> can you, um, no that's okay like i think we've definitely seen that we see that all the yeah. time like where people interpret songs in certain ways and it, it might not even it might not even be close to that but if that's how you interpret it that's like go ahead that would... that's, yeah that's so valid yeah and obviously i just like it's a very like like there's no wrong way of going about it but it's like especially for me like i'm very um like mental health driven and stuff and that i think there's a lot of like that goes behind the scenes that we just like these artists produce this work and it is like that's what music is it's all to be like interpreted in your own way but it's like you yeah just, you don't want to overcome like boundaries are important as well so it's just like about that um but if people can find validation in a song or can find a different meaning in a song that they inter- like that they they can like feel heard like that is so awesome and that's literally like what makes music so much fun and um i agree it's so weird that like what like how long is this song literally like i don't know like two minutes and something how much like it can spark and 
but this is why this is why it's so funny. It's just it's... people being reactionary online. Let's be honest. Anyway, I think I think we talked a lot about that song, and we have so many other songs to talk about. So we should move on. Um, Ballad of a Homeschool Girl is the next track. Uh, do you want to talk about this, Jack? Yes, Sh- sure. Very. <laughs> I'm never prepared when this happens. Um, so this song ties into Olivia's struggles to socialize and fit in with peers. Um, and I think there's always this kind of idea that people that are homeschooled are like very socially stunned. Um, and I think yeah. that, like a lot of lyrics in this song um, kind of like go back to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll get back to the quotes in a minute. But how do you? Um, how did you? I love this song it's like such a vibe um it's like such a song that i just want to like scream um all of the lyrics and it's hilarious to me how she called this ballad of a homeschool girl because she i'm assuming that the original title of this song was social suicide and like i guess she's probably not allowed to like call it that um So she was like, what's a synonym for social suicide? And then called it Ballad of a Homeschool Girl, which is hilarious. Um, and I and I also love how it's not a ballad. Um, she's so funny. <laughs> it's like, but I feel it's... like it's just very like chaotic, like last minute name change just to like... The, the I know. Been, like, you cannot call it that. Just, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just guessing shit. Like, who I knows mean, if that happens? It says it enough. Like, so usually, funny. if a song yeah. says the title like enough, you're like, okay, that's the title. That that should be the title, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> um, but no, I I I don't have like so so much to say about this song. I think like this song is something that I needed when I was 19. <laughs> when I was 19, I would have loved this song, and I still love this song today, by the way. But it's just like maybe less relatable now that I'm older um but it's still so much fun and i absolutely love it like just the vibe is really good there's so many i i love how it starts with cat got my tongue i just it's like it's such a like you're you're like dragged <laughs> in at the intro and this whole like the second verse is amazing like i laughed at mm-hmm. the wrong time sat with the wrong guy searching how to start a conversation on a website i, I talked yeah. to this guy a hot guy swore i was his type guess that was Guess that he was making out with boys like the whole night. Everything I do is tragic. Every guy I like is gay. The morning after I panic. Oh God, what did I say? It's such a good verse. And then it goes into the chorus and it is so fun. Um, And I think the only thing that I've got that was said about this was um, that she revealed to Rolling Stones that it was, um, that she got the name for the song over Bob Dylan's Ballad of a Thin Man. Oh my god. Okay, so I was wrong about my opinion about how she You didn't read that you didn't read that entry before you I I I didn't pre read it and give my opinion that was exactly like the interview now, but uh, that it's okay. But I liked my funny little theory. Um I just love how she like has these musical like inspirations. The show they're so random. Like she goes from like quoting like or like talking about our favorite artist, and it's like such a wide genre of artists, and it's so cool because I just crazy. like I want our Spotify playlist. Like I just want to know um, what she's listening. I to. also love the outro where it's like thought your mom was your wife, called you the wrong name twice, <laughs> can't think of a third line. It's it's like 
she obviously could th- think of a third line, but it's just like the fact that she says that in the context of the song is so witty and hilarious. Um, <laughs> that it just yeah. goes into the la 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 like as well. Like it's yeah. like she's like, oh yeah, I can't think of anything. Just fill it with this. Yeah, it's hilarious. And like we know how good of a songwriter she is. She oh, wouldn't yeah. just put that in, but like it just like it 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 is because of the context of the song, which makes it so perfect. <laughs> Part of me feels like we're very like. We've not even touched the surface with our lyricism. No, it's it's great. I mean, I feel like we would need like six hours if we went through all the lyrics. So I I hate to rush us, but well, I don't know nice. if people would listen. I mean, if you want to listen to a six hour podcast where we talk about every <laughs> single lyric and guts, yeah, I mean, move. we'll do it. But I don't think anyone wants to hear that. <laughs> If not, we, I'll, I'll, I'll happily just sit here and read them off at this point. Um, but she's found yeah, a sound. Yeah, read them off. And yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but this, it's yeah, good. Yeah. This, it just gets better and better. Honestly. Um, the next track is Making the Bed. And I, I don't know. There's something about this song that is so good to me. It's more of a slower track and I... The production on it is beautiful. Um, And I don't know what she wrote the song about. And I'm sure Jack has it in his little interview (laughs) package um, from her perspective. But I think the way that the song is written is relatable for so many people on so many different standpoints. Because it's like, you know, I hate this thing that i'm doing but i am the person who like did it to myself Mm. and like am like keeping on doing this stuff and i should stop but i'm doing it anyway because like this is like it gives me like some kind of rush for a little bit and then i come home and i'm so sad and it's i don't know it's it's such a relatable feeling and i i don't know the song it, I wouldn't say it was, like, in my top half of the album for sure, but it's really good. And I think a night, like, on a night where I'm, like, feeling all of these emotions, I would listen to that song and bawl my eyes out. <laughs> God, that is, that is so sad. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, if I look at your Spotify and I see that you're listening to the song, I might have to give you a message and just check it on you. I mean if you're looking at my spotify and you see that i'm listening to this song in the next week i'm probably just listening to guts on repeat like i have been but who knows we'll see yeah okay so the um from the (laughs) i literally wrote all these up before so the the, i'm gonna use them all at this point if we're going six hours i'm gonna gonna say them all (laughs) um so making the bed is a melancholic self-deprecating ballad that serves as a six track on guts um, Olivia reflects on her dwindling satisfaction with fame um, but concludes that she yeah. only has herself to blame literally as you said she opens up and confronts the trauma that comes with the blowing up so fast and everything that happened throughout the last album um, and everything that came with it um, but she said that it was helpful um, to acknowledge it and write about it um, but it's also through that she's been able to understand that when she's feeling these feelings that she has to just turn around and understand like what a position mm-hmm. she's in and how grateful she needs to be or at least like how grateful she should feel maybe when she's feeling at the lowest and she's like okay like 
why me or yeah. blah 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 um but she she understands how grateful she is and stuff and so it's it's it was when she, she opened up saying all this when she done the the interview with uh, Thievey Bridgers um and what a person to open up about with this i feel like they could they would have probably yeah. had the best conversation ever um mm-hmm. but it is it's it is something um there's so much that's happened since since there were um and like even just with the blown up and then with everything else like it, it is it's so much to it's so much more than she probably thought she was gonna get like it's it's to want this career is something but then to get everything especially in the speed that olivia got it was like it's it's like so much to process in such a short time um she wrote how she was 19 and had all the cess for life but also was in an industry for the first time um that can be kind of alluring um there's all these exciting people and exciting things all these fancy shiny new toys um, that she was buying into like weird interesting friends are getting caught up in artificial and interpretations of yourself i am i say all this about separating person for persona but it's a strange thing when you become successful and get noticed for songs that are super raw and intimate so on a certain level you feel like people really know you and they do but not in the way that your friends or family would know you um that's a lot to deal with yeah so fast as well it's crazy i i could not imagine and i think i think it it, this song like hearing you say that i think this song really emphasizes how good of a songwriter olivia is because she wrote a song about something so specific and so unrelatable for 99.9 percent of people Mm -hmm. um like none of us know what that feels like and made it into something that most of us know what that feels like and like it's a relatable song about something that she wrote about something that we don't know what that exactly feels like and i think that's a sign of like a really good songwriter yeah like they were able to make it about our own situations and necessarily might not be as bad but everybody deals with it in their own way but like the fact that she's been able to turn all of that into something is is very beautiful and it's yeah um probably at least same for me right now where you said it's like not on your top half of the album but i do feel especially with like how many times i've listened to the album it's growing each time i listen to it so it might be it might end up being like higher on the list um and it's just Mm -hmm. i think it's just because there was a lot to say with it so like it does take it might just necessarily be one of those songs that i like as you said that you, you turn on when you're necessarily wanting to feel like that or like you're wanting something to kind of um like make you feel heard in that way um but it is still a very crucial song um and it gives another like kind of depth to the album so it's really exciting yeah it's beautiful the next song on the album is logical which um of all of the tracks on the album um all of it was written by olivia and dan Mm -hmm. like sour um this track was written by olivia dan and julia michaels i love julia michaels um absolutely love her so that's fun um (laughs) that's fun that she she wrote this song with olivia which is a really nice tidbit my thoughts on this song i think it's incredible i think 
I I love the piano on this song. I love the production on this song. And I think it describes a feeling that like a lot of people have dealt with. And it's like how it's like the feeling of, oh, like I I know that this person is really bad for me, but I cling to like these irrational thoughts and like a ra- like I'm not being rational by staying with them and I know that but because of like your manipulation into like making me crave like whatever happiness or, or whatever I stay and that's why it's like you know logically she should leave the relationship but she doesn't because of the way that she's being manipulated and she's that's why she's like love is never logical and you know lyrics like you have me thinking two plus two equals five mm-hmm. which i don't know it's just such a like again like if i heard this song three years ago when i was going through something similar i would like have uh, destroyed myself like it would have been like me listening to the song every night crying um <laughs> <Okay>. um <laughs> which like has happened with many songs in my past so uh, it's okay but (laughs) um i just think like it's it's such a beautiful way to describe that feeling the way that this song is written and i i yeah i love it like as songs like this where it also it sort of feels like if you had these songs at that certain time like would this have opened the eye like your eyes yeah and it's like it is also it's so easy to go back and think that but like obviously when you are in those situations it's nothing is rational like so even no. if you're to listen to a song you're like, oh that doesn't apply to me but it it sort of feels like looking back in it you're like this would this was the perfect answer to these situations or like it perfectly describes that like those feelings and again like music this is so important because it like the whole point of music is to take these um these lyrics and and make them your own and 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 is to have that like sort of like like really cringy but like it's like a virtual like like how to look back on like i think when you look at the situations you're like it doesn't seem as like hard to deal with when you have something that helps you describe it so easily um and it is like the lyrics plus like the two plus two equals five lyrics and it's like the sky is green the grass is red and it's like these things are not true at all but like like how you feel when you're in this situation like this is that's obviously not true at all but that doesn't even seem rational to believe um and it is just like the lyrics are there um and it reflects on like an emotional turmoil and difficulty making yeah. rational decisions um when caught up in intense feelings and that's what love does like that's and 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 that's what love does normally but when these other things are introduced it it, it just makes things so m- much more intense um and yeah it does just speak on the rationality of it all and like i've definitely been in situations that um are necessarily different um in 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 ways and stuff but it's um there is definitely it doesn't even have to be like a a relationship these things happen and like friendships and and everything and stuff so there's it's definitely a song that um is going to speak to people even if they are younger and they've not necessarily had these situations in a romantic relationship 
but it is also like yeah. a good eye opener for people that might hear this song and and when it comes to that time that if like it's something that opens their eyes early on and they can see these type of things going on and it's very important like it's a very important like thing to talk about and um she's done it in yeah. a really like beautiful way as well um which olivia's songwriting like is, is of course um yeah but it is it's beautiful yeah honestly yeah so good um yeah that's logical i yeah i completely agree and i think i think it's like such a yeah i i don't know what more to say you summed it up pretty well um the next song is get him back which is probably the hit of this album like it's a song that olivia's team i mean they just released a music video for it so they knew but it's also yeah the music video jack casino i haven't because i'm i suck i'm fake (laughs) <laughs> oh, I need to hear your reaction to it when we finish this. Okay. I just, I sorry. I need two seconds. If like I'm, I'm a video editor, um, and like for my for a career, um, and the amount. Oh, it's just like you're literally like taken away from everything at every single moment in time throughout the video. Like you're gonna be sitting there because I was sitting there like analyzing each frame and just like. Ah, I, like I sorry, I have so much more to say, but I, I just need time to process it. I only watched it before we done this, um, and I, I just can't wait to see your reaction. It's Here, so I okay, maybe after we record. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love the song. It's such a vibe. It's like, it's such a this song live is gonna go so hard, like screaming every lyric with everyone, like the I wanna get him back, um, like screaming that. Mm-hmm. Oh my. god god i am so excited um and i i don't know the song is such a hit to me it's like so perfect imagine this was the first single of the album this should have been the first single but i also like we talked about vampire and i we get it Mm -hmm. um but it's i love the double meaning of get him back like because I'm like that too. Like, if you've done me wrong and, like, I don't have closure, the closure I get is, like, through revenge. But also, I would love to just, like, talk to you and, like, get that closure yeah. from, like, getting you back in that way as well. So this is just, like, such a relatable thing for me. Um, but if you're not going to give that to me, I will resort to revenge. Um, and so that's why I absolutely love this song because it's, like, it's such an anthem it's it's the kind of song that you sit that you listen to when you're in that stage of like a breakup or a friendship breakup or whatever of like when you're in that stage of a breakup of just like rage like i hate him but like uh, you know if he came back to my life i would like whatever you know i would totally fall again Mm -hmm. um and it's just that song that you like scream in your room when you like are filled with so much rage um about a situation and then just like i i don't know that's all i have to say about this i absolutely love it (laughs) it's part of me really wants this to be the opening track for for tour but it's not Uh gonna be like it's gonna be like it's it's, gonna be the last one i think it'll be like pre-encore after or on or yeah because yeah i can just imagine it like so quiet on stage and then just being like the one, two, three, and then like just like cutting and being like, wait, is this the song with the drums? And then it just like lights up, 
and like just no i think that all american bitch is gonna be the first track and like the the little the in the first one will be like this part that happens before she goes on stage and then she'll go on stage to like the the drop an all-american bitch um which will also be fun Oh my god. Um, oh, we're getting so ahead of ourselves, but it's gonna be so fun. Or um, the or the like knocking, and like hey, in bad idea, right? Oh and then gosh. she comes on stage. Uh, that would also be fun. Okay. <laughs> oh, we need to do an episode closer to the time where we just like plan. Like we could. Oh, we should tour. totally. Okay, that would be so much fun. We should totally do that, like a, a tour prediction, um, video uh, where we like talk about what would be what we want which like isn't as fun with olivia because she doesn't have as many tracks whereas like imagine we did that for Eris tour that would have been more fun but we weren't doing the podcast back oh. then so that's <laughs> good. we'll do that for anything though when it, when it comes that's such a good idea we definitely that's a that. good idea um, wow it's wish. just like it's i i actually have I, in my notes i just wrote no words just a vibe plus the music video yeah. slaps it's just the <laughs> wee digs like it's so funny it's like he said he's six six two and i'm like dude nice try it's like it nice just, try it, oh, it is so good um there's something so i said this with Maisie, but there's something yeah. so refreshing with this album and it's yeah it like uh, it's not that music it's, i same, love it but it's like we I, needed olivia i know it's just like yeah oh so good um yeah that's getting back i don't know how much more there is to say we just both love it it's such a bop um come to guts tour to scream it with us um which will be announced tomorrow so we're not talking about the tour because um well we're we're mentioning it right now but like we're not going to talk about dates or anything because we're filming this on september 12th um the dates are going to come out tomorrow this will come out on the 14th but we'll talk about dates next week so stay tuned for that <laughs> they need to actually help us out can they start releasing stuff on a monday and tuesday and stop leaving us in the dust on a wednesday i know we, we always get screwed um anyway the next track is love is embarrassing um As and it is embarrassing um and it's just like i love so many of the lyrics of the song like god just watch as i crucify myself for some weird second string loser who's not worth mentioning um i love that it's like when you think back to like teenage love like i'm sure you can as well it's just embarrassing yeah. it's like oh, oh, oh yeah. my god <laughs> um and it's like when you're like inexperience with love as well it's even more embarrassing love's still embarrassing now it's like why why would i give up my whole integrity for some fucking guy like um like why would i do that but you do it for love and it sucks and it's i feel like this song is just like so fun it talks about that in such a way that's so fun it's like fuck that guy and also like fuck me for liking him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think if you're you must be like you're telling a lie if you don't say that you mm-hmm. at least once a week go back and in, in your memories and cringe at something that happened when you were younger and like love like it, it's it's obviously love is embarrassing now but it, it, the amount i cringe at myself when i look back in my head i'm like ooh, like why <laughs> like why like would you say these things or do these things or like like 
like pretty much just think this was like the be all end. Like there's so many things that that you, you happen when you go into love, and it um it is literally like <laughs> a roller coaster of literally like emotions, and you're going through the self discovery as well, like during it, and it's just like it's just like no words can describe how it feels to do it for the first time like to go through those emotions for the first time and like get them so wrong and get them so right and just be like it's just such a mess right yeah my light fell this happens once an episode um well drama (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna sit there i'm not even gonna fix it now um but it is yeah so it covers um like an awkward um something stressful experience navigating loves uh and emotions during youth, the the barren, the embarrassment that comes after prioritizing and valuing a lover and relationship that was just like not worth it at all. But I think that's the mm-hmm. whole part of where self discovery comes into and 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 also learning to like mm-hmm. your self worth and stuff. So you, it's like you do these things, yeah, but through the process of doing these things, you learn so much about yourself. And without doing those things, even though they are really embarrassing and cringe and everything, like you wouldn't be the yeah. type of person, or you wouldn't be the person you are without these things. No, uh, I, yeah, I agree. I think it's, yeah, it's so fun. Um, And I think it describes that feeling so well and in such a fun way. So I, it definitely is like a teenage anthem and I love it. Um, But yeah, the next track is my personal favorite. (laughs) See, all you have to say, I'll just sit and listen. Oh, okay. Wait, what's your favorite? Is it have we not talked about it yet? Um, All American Bitch, but I've I've I've, okay. I've purposely not looked at your tweets so I can hear it first person about this. Oh, song. okay. My tweets are just tweeting grudge lyrics cuz I love this song. <laughs> I just tweet lyrics cuz I'm desperate for attention. Um I just this song is about feeling manipulated by someone or feeling like you really really had something with someone or like and then just like really wishing you got some kind of closure and looking back at the relationship that you had with them and how you were being manipulated and even when all was said and done you didn't get anything and they got everything and you were left with nothing and it's like having a grudge that like you know you gave up everything for this guy or you know whoever and and like they don't care (laughs) and now you have nothing and they have everything and you don't even have them and i don't know um there's so many lyrics in here that just like absolutely destroyed me um like the songwriting in this song um, took everything I loved and crushed it in between your fingers. And um, I doubt you ever think about the damage that you did, but I hold on to every detail. Like, my life depends on it. Like, I doubt you ever think about everything you took from me, but that matters to me now. And it's a lot of this reminds me of Volcano by Maisie. Like, mm-hmm. it's giving similar energy. Like, all or nothing, you chose nothing. Um, and you don't have to face any consequences for your actions, but I do. And you don't have to think about me anymore, but I do. Um, 
my undying love, now I hold it like a grudge. And I hear your voice every time I think I'm not enough. Um, and then there's the second verse, which to me is like my favorite part of the song because when I like have arguments with people, I always think I do it wrong. And when I have conversations with people that like end in like friendships ending or something, you know, sometimes I just wish like I got more closure in certain circumstances. And, and the parts is like, the arguments I've won against you in my head, in the shower, in the car, in the mirror before bed. I'm so tough when I'm alone and I make you feel so guilty. And I fantasize about a time you're a little fucking sorry. Like, yeah. I all Olivia ever wanted from this person was them to apologize for what they did to her. And she didn't even get that. And, and she would have been fine, but she didn't even get a sorry. Um... And then the last part that like this probably my my favorite lyric of the whole time of the whole song is like I know in my heart hurt people hurt people and we both drew blood but man those cuts were never equal like 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 I said like he got to keep everything and 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 she she has nothing and I I don't know I just the song is so personal to me and I think it's because it was like relatable in the time I listened to it that I like it so much but she describes this feeling so well and like when I say relatable I'm gonna be like very personal but just like to me this song reminds me of like a friendship breakup that I like recently went through um and how like the the other person got to keep all of the friends in our friend group and everything and I I am alone and have nothing and I didn't even get a sorry or anything and they hurt me right and so the song's just like oh my god why is she describing this right now to me (laughs) that's why I like it so much I think because it's relatable but I think it's also a really really good song (laughs) I don't know Jack that was a lot tell me your thoughts no I this has been one of the hardest songs I think of the album to listen to um mm-hmm. i'm gonna cry no um i think when it comes I'm sorry. to um obviously the a lot of the, the the thoughts of the song are very like um based towards like a relationship like a rom- the romantic one but it is i think these things hit most with like friendship break like breakups because at least in a romantic one like there's you always, have your friends yeah <laughs> but when your friends go there's there's nobody so i think there's it's nothing um and i i'm definitely always the one who seems to just if these things happen i'm the one left with like nobody so i think it's yeah um mm. and um like it is literally the lyrics like you you pointed out like all you want um, I and I fantasize about a time you you're you're a little bit a little fucking sorry. Like it's all you want is is the smallest thing. Like it's an apology, and it doesn't have to be anything more than that. But it's like yeah, they'll it. So someone, while it sucks for both parties, there is someone that's gonna always come out on top over, um, like and always end up with like the better outcome, um. So, like, if you're the one that didn't, then all you want is, like, the smallest thing, and that's just, like, a little bit of, like, closure or even a sorry, like... Um, yeah. And, um, or your, fl- your flowers filled with vitriol... I can't say that word. 
um, and expresses the receiving malicious words disguised as compliments using the um, the word which is a form of sulfuric acid and a metaphor for bitter criticism. Like, there's just so many. Um, oh God. Words and like lyrics, and I think this this is it's a song that um, means a lot. Um, but it's a song that I, I don't think I'd play unless it's like very. Um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm needing to, so I think, like, still things are still kind of, like, I've, it's there's so much to process with this this song, and I don't think I've fully it's done it. Lot. But um, it is like it, it's so weird how you come from through the album, and it's like she it doesn't necessarily feel like a storyline, but it is mm-hmm. like it's like she's touched on every single emotion. Yeah. Um. And it's the, obviously these songs are are crucial, and like especially from someone who's done a lot of growing from their previous project to now, and and even such a short amount of time. Like this happens to everybody um, in different ways. Like this could have been romantic for her, but it could might not have been. Um, but it's the way that this happens for everybody. So it everybody will be able to interpret it in their own way, and necessarily it might be mm-hmm. a hard song to listen to, but it's a very important song to have on the album and i still think it's it's ranked very highly highly it um it's just one of those songs that i think just needed a wee bit more processing um but i think um from seeing like your reaction to it um it's just like it does hit everybody so oh, hard it's... in like so many different ways and it's just um it's beautiful yeah I it, love it. it's so strange how something like one thing can can and can speak so many like words and can relate to so many experiences um i know it's crazy it's a sad one but it's important to have a fun album sorry guys we're a wee bit look this <laughs> this isn't our <laughs> this is our longest episode <laughs> yeah, ever because yeah. we don't know how to shut up but this is it um yeah, this, that it's important we'll come back to you with that next week and that'll probably be like hi high on our rankings i'm guessing but it'll be a sad one the next song is pretty isn't pretty which um is a song pretty much about the physical expectations of being a woman and not just being a woman just about life you know like really it's hard to like be on the internet as like especially as a teenager when those things affect you so much and see like diet videos and people in comments telling people that they're fat or whatever and having this thing that like you don't no matter what you do no matter how like how you what what you do it's it's never enough because like the version of beautiful that all of us have is like fake right like plastic surgery whatever um and it's always like it's never enough and i think that's like something that's so relatable for so many people including myself that's like it's it and it it makes you it's so sad and this song depicts it perfectly and i i love the production on it i think i think it's beautiful what do you think jack um like i'm not going to speak too much on it cuz i think there's always there's a higher um there's more pressure on like younger women and and women in general and 
like yeah. it's not my place to say anything um but i think mm-hmm. um it's, it all comes from social media social media is a very it's not even social yeah. media because it happens with like media in general not just social but like media um and yeah. it's something that's so incredibly hurtful and i think we're definitely getting out of it but it is still something that's still everywhere like and it's it's actually it's not necessarily like media anymore it's it's how easily accessible it is to like receive this hate and this these comments oh, through other people or, like that don't even understand how hurtful their words can be um yeah but I've, i'm not gonna say too much about that this is just something she said um, in this time period, I was super obsessed with social media. I would look for things that would hurt my feelings all the time compare, and compare myself to everyone. I um, I felt like my life was only what I showed to others. I didn't feel like my life was any deeper than my Instagram feed. Um, and that's a very troubling mindset to be in as a teenager. And I think that's um, very true. Like, um, Instagram's probably the worst for it. Um, but Twitter's, oh, yeah. Instagram Twitter's bad is bad. Well. I think like, Twitter's more bad for comments and instagram's more bad for like stuff that you're seeing um but i it's it's just it's important to express that like like self-love is 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 so important um it's such a hard journey but someone's comments over someone else should should hold no weight because it's all about how you see yourself so like if you're positive I think, in the way you feel then that's all that's 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 all that's important i i completely agree and i think i think it's just a societal expectation and i think that for this generation that you know of people like a lot of our parents are grew up in a society where that was important and now are like putting those expectations of how you know of being skinny on mm-hmm. their children um when that which like you know as a teenager that can like weigh a lot on you as well when you're seeing it online and you're seeing it at home and i think it's really sad and as someone who's like struggled a lot with um you know my weight and like my my body image like for my whole life um it's this song is like hits home and it's 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 nice to have it sung about and like have something to relate to and like remind yourself that you're not alone and it's it's tough in some senses that like it makes it almost demoralizing for someone like me like I just, it, it, I, when I was Olivia's age or like even younger than that, like these things were so important to people. And now it's like still the same. And it's like, why? I wish, I wish it would change. And I hope by the time like I have children, at least for my own children, that I can do better for them. And help them have like a stronger relationship with food and with their bodies and everything. So that was just like a random aside, but <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's important. I think it's it's definitely something that um, it's crazy how it's still um, as as like as much as it's crazy that there's still so much of it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and it does like I think 
is people are it's definitely getting to a point where people are starting to take their own power back and that's that's incredibly like good to see but it is still incredibly damaging and it it it's it's also like it's, it's hard to say it'll ever get to that point where it doesn't it isn't involved in yeah. everyday media but like we all we can hope is that it that it is because it is so incredibly damaging and and people just need to be nicer as well because it's a lot of it nowadays is is inflicted from other people onto um others oh yeah um, and it's just i totally agree people just need to learn to be decent but that that's something that just seems so far away but uh, we can only I hope know. that but it is important it's an important thing to talk about and the last song is teenage dream um which I also think is something this song reminded me a lot of nothing new I don't know not to like again relate to Taylor songs mm-hmm. but just like you know something that a lot of people feel when they're of Olivia's age like I want to be an adult now I want to be like she probably feels like she's doing all these things as an adult and like you know she's freaking pop star and so many people of olivia's age feel that way as well like a 19 year old being like you know i'm living on my own i'm going to college whatever Mm -hmm. um i'm doing all these things but i'm still like just a kid to people and i i what am i gonna be when i'm no longer that person i don't know and i i it's i it's just such a beautiful way to end the album because like we talked about at the start of this is like all of these songs describe the feelings of being 19 but like she talks and then there's a lyric in their song got your whole life ahead of you you're only 19 but i fear they already got the best parts of me and it's like almost to me very retrospectful of the entire album like i fear that like i'm never going to be able to feel these feelings again and make an album as good as this because i'll never be this age again and i'll never have these feelings again and um i'm sorry that i can't do that for you forever because the next time i make an album i'll be in my 20s and i'll be a completely different person you know well not a completely different person but i won't be able to be just like that teenage pop star anymore so it's her like this is the last moment that she gets to talk to us on a song as a teenager and the fact that she's like i'm sorry i couldn't always be your teenage dream and i i think that's such a beautiful way to end this album and it really like it's sad but it's it's beautiful and i i i think very important it almost feels like the perfect like end into the like to the it's like an almost perfect like summary of everything up to date as well as like previously it's like taking like i think the live we're gonna see after this is i don't think we're gonna see her for a while in terms of like a new album after tour and stuff and i think we're gonna see someone with a completely different understanding and view of life that's like that's taken a lot of life experience and and will produce like something maybe around like 20 like late 22 23 24 around that age i think was when we'll get something so it'll be really 
interesting to see like taken from from this song here to like then our next like album um to like how what's the difference between them because we can see the difference between sour and and guts but um like it's a perfect round off to the album because it overall like just kind of reflects the the like the journey of of like growing up like under the spotlight as well with like the immense pressure of like musicians like having to constantly top their previous work um and i think there's been so much pressure on her because of how well Sour done to like replicate that and to double it and it's with that as well as growing up and trying to like you're still trying to figure out how you who you are like throughout your end of your teens to like even like mm-hmm. you're like i think you still don't even know who you are until you're like 20 like 24 25 like and even that is still doing so much growing but like in between like no, 17 yeah. to 20 like you're doing so much growing like you've got this amount of, like huge pressure to like outperform your pretty much like like sour done something that no other album has done i don't think like in terms of like how how wide a reach it had so to to go through all those changes and to to try and create something that that tops your last project is so immensely hard but as well as being under oh, the yeah. constant like public eye and like changing mm-hmm. so much like there is there's so much i can't imagine it's it it, it must be so hard and i i think yeah i think it's it's crazy and but very important um message that she's portraying across i think um and yeah it'll be really interesting to see you know after tour and everything where she goes with her music if she and i i feel like like you said there'll be a a, probably a big change and i'm excited to see i'm really excited i think it'll be good and i think that this album overall that was that was the last track this album overall is it's such a masterpiece and it's something that olivia should be so proud of because i think personally i think is better than sour i mean we talked about the start but i i think it the songwriting on it is beautiful um the vibe of it is so fun and the like the sad songs hit the angry songs hit and it's just like oh i love it yeah um if, yeah summed up perfectly it there's still songs on Sour that are, but well, all of Sour's going to be a constant, like, you, there's no skips, you'll go back to it and enjoy it, but this feels a lot more, like, it, sound, it sounds a lot less like it's going for hits after hits and it's going for a more timeless project. And yeah. um, also a very important project for people that age and um, an important project i think for olivia just to come out and say that look i can do it again and she's smart and yeah i've not got many numbers but i think um it's doing really well um from what i've seen Mm -hmm. um which is fun i'm excited to see where it charts and everything like that um i and i'm excited about the tour and everything it'll be fun i'm very and there are four other tracks that were on vinyls which um I haven't listened to Jack said he's heard a little bit on TikTok, but we're not going to talk about it yeah. um, just because I know like some people might want to wait. We're ass- making the assumption that those songs will be on Spotify. So when if they do get released on streaming services as like a deluxe version of the album, we will talk about them then. So, yeah, yeah. 
Um, um, yeah, there's four. Yeah. I wonder if we'll maybe get more in deluxe, but um, each vinyl colour has a song. So if you have one, go find it. Um, but we will talk about yeah. it more when we, we have them on Spotify. I feel like it's only fair that way. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this week as episode of the podcast. We spent all of our time talking about Olivia because we love her so much and we love this album so much and we felt that it deserved its own episode where we talk through everything. Um, there's obviously a few other things that happened this week, but in the interest of time, we are going to talk about them next week. There was um, the Baby Queen uh, new single quarter of Quarter Life Crisis, the song, which we will talk about next week as well. Um, also, she unfortunately had to push her album back from the first week of October to the first week of November, which is a month, which is a really long time. So there is a lot to like kind of that only got announced a few hours ago. So there is a lot to like yeah. dissect there on why that may have happened. Uh, and maybe more information will come out this week so as well. So we'll definitely talk about that a lot next week. I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing with that, I think. <laughs> it's, uh, like, especially with it being with her tour. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> we may get more information. If not, I think there's ways we can speculate. But there's obviously something going behind the scenes where um, yeah. it's just not able to happen. But tour hasn't been pushed back. Um, which is good so if you're still going i don't know how she's going to do it i don't know if she's going to perform songs and it's uh, it's always weird when yeah. they do this um but yeah it know. is interesting we'll see what happens um and then obviously we, big news the heiress tour movie was announced and we didn't even have an episode about it last uh. week and there is a lot to say about that things that have been coming up the trailer all that fun stuff we will talk about it next week as well um in more detail but if you guys made it to the end of this and um obviously you must be big olivia rodrigo fans because you listen to us talk for an hour and a half about her album so i would say please subscribe because um we love olivia and we talk so much about her and we'll be talking about her tour next week for sure too and we'll be um talking about other artists similar to her like baby queen who opened for olivia last year in new york so you probably might know her um and gracie we talk about gracie too who also opened for olivia so you know fun stuff we just um, everybody <laughs> we talk about everybody that's why we're called the music shack but anyway please subscribe to our youtube channel or our podcast feed give us a like a rating we really appreciate all those things Follow us on Twitter, tweet at us, and be like, oh my gosh, I love you, Jack and Ray. If you made it to the end, tweet at Music Shack and be like, I love you, Jack and Ray. Oh my god, that's so much that you made better it to the than end. the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say that. Oh my god, that, that was so much better than the Super Bowl. Um, okay, but anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for watching.